1: Happy Sunday, everybody! Thanks for tuning in. It's March the twenty ninth, and I am your host, Will Strayhorn. I am Nathan Whitfield,
2: and I'm Alicia Brown.
1: How's everybody doing? Hope Great. everybody had a good weekend.
2: Yeah. How was your weekend, Alicia? It was simply wonderful.
1: <laughs>
2: I know you went to a
1: gala last night. Did you yes. get dressed up?
2: I did. I felt like Cinderella at the ball. I didn't have I a have glass slipper. You yes. didn't. No, I I had sparkly shoes though.
1: <laughs> did, did you drink, girl? <laughs> you did know, you I had
2: my little. I had my beautiful gown on with all my little sparklies and my little sparkly shoes, and I even had my sparkly eyeshadow on. I was fabulous. Uh, the
1: question was, did yeah, you I got drink? great. Yeah. Oh no, I was not allowed
2: was to told. drink. I was not allowed to drink. <laughs> oh, okay. What was the
1: event? What was the event?
2: You know, it was the 2015 Hampton Roads Heart Ball, which was put oh, on okay. the, by the American Heart Association. So it was a good cause. Okay. okay. Where was it at? It was at not well the half me, half moon cruise terminal, which is right next to. Oh yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So
2: I'm used to going there to go on a cruise ship, but you know this was good too. <laughs>
1: Nigga, how was your weekend?
3: It was very unavoidable, the way I like my weekend to be.
1: Did you get a lot of oh, sleep? Right. I know you like sleep.
3: Oh, I didn't get no sleep. You
1: didn't? Why? That's
3: not any. I didn't get <laughs> know sleep. I know
1: one thing you didn't do. You didn't go to, didn't go to church. Oh,
3: oh, yeah, I didn't go to church now, but I didn't need you to put my business out. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he
2: did blast you. He did blast <laughs> you. That way this won't <laughs> happen
1: again. <laughs> yeah. He had
2: some bedside ministry So it you know yeah. it's alright yeah. <laughs> right. I had a, a,
1: a decent weekend Actually for some reason I feel extremely good uh, I've i really? lost like I think totally About total pounds of 13 so far oh. I have about 18 more pounds I want to go But for some reason I feel really good I think because Nate and I have cut out Like red meat And we've cut out a lot of things really? We still enjoy food Is still one of our high points but um, I really I really feel good physically. All um, right. And then, I'm, and then my clothes are getting big. I had to get two jackets yes. taken in. I tried on a pair of pants this morning. They were too big. I oh, didn't thank bust. You, I Lord. smiled at it. Yeah. So um, and I'm taking more selfies, if you'll notice, if you follow me on Facebook. I'm taking yeah. more selfies because I'm starting to like what I see. So All right, really now. Good. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting my swag back. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Look out, look out. All but the there way. was a lot of things in the news that was going Ooh. on. That um, uh, Nate, tell us about what we're gonna talk about first.
3: Well, our first to- hot topic is gonna to be about Taraji. I, I I know you guys heard about the controversies there with her son. Um, yeah. There were two instances um, that happened. One was he got stopped on the university campus for having his hands in his pocket, which she felt he was racially profiled which kind of heightened when he was stopped by the police because he ran the pedestrian. Um, he 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 went into the pedestrian crosswalk without yielding. So once wow. he was pulled over, um, she kind of, you know, as any mother would do, you know, just went for the gusto and she was, you know, talking about how he was racially profiled, uh, but then later apologized because, you know the tape came out and showed you know that he indeed went through the pedestrian crosswalk without yielding, but uh, that the police was actually really really nice to him, and the situation could have been worse than it than it, it than it what happened um, uh-huh. because they didn't cite him for they didn't give him a ticket for the crosswalk. They basically just cited him for having marijuana on him.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, but, but she was vocal. He had,
3: Exactly You know She was vocal About what happened uh, But she came back And she retracted it And she told him You know She apologized She was just being a mom A mom job is hard As well as The police Mm -hmm. job is hard Um, But you know She wanted to apologize For overreacting Um, But In our society I think As a mom That's what any mom would do
1: Mm -hmm. Well let, let me ask you This question And Nate I want you to reply first So Given that instance and then everything that's happened over the past couple years, um, all the racially motivated, well, I'll say allegedly um, racially motivated instances, do you feel that it's easier now to erroneously just throw the race card?
3: I do believe that it is easily to throw the race card. But I've always felt that we've thrown the race card sometimes too soon, um, as we have here. Uh, without thinking about it, uh, because these are situations that, you know, like they say, driving while black or, to me, walking while black, because we, I go to a white school, and I honestly feel that, you know, sometimes when blacks are standing at the crosswalk, we don't get the same right away as white students. But that could just be me because I'm crazy like that. But, mm-hmm. I, think, <laughs> but I do believe I that, <laughs> <laughs> but I do think we throw the race car, you know, for sometimes no reason, but it is easier. Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you oh, think, much, Alicia? Alicia? Oh, Lord. <laughs>
2: See, I, we just had a good storyline going, and then you're going to hit me with a question like that. Lord have mercy. Um, I've had the privilege of most of my work years to always have the offense of working while black.
1: Uh-huh. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
2: I am one of those people I was raised that, you know, you look at people for who they are. You, yeah, you exactly. don't assume anything just yeah. cuz you're white, you're Asian, you're black. Even if there's something that happened between us that is negative, I'm not going to look at the next person who resembles you and just assume you're all the same.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At
2: the same time, we can't pretend like There is no racial bias in society. There's no prejudice. So, you know, in this incident, I'm with you, Nate. She was me and a mother. Exactly. Was there race involved? Yeah, there was race involved. And when she found out that the situation, she had been misinformed, she did the right thing. She stood up. She apologized. But I don't think it was her just throwing that race card in, especially when you look at Ferguson. And you look at all the events just in the past, I'll say, three or four months that have Mm -hmm. occurred for small infractions, she has every right to throw that card, even though she was wrong.
3: (laughs) Because you're scared. Society nowadays is just scared.
2: Exactly. And I like what she said, you know, she quoted, I'm not paying $50,000 so I can, you know, can't sleep at night wondering, is this the night my son is getting racially profiled on campus?
1: Exactly. So... I just think because we've got it's a, it's a sad situation that we've gotten to the point that um, it's so easy to throw that race card. Mm. And like I said, when I first heard her say it about, and I, and I heard primarily about the campus situation, you know, I didn't even second think it. I didn't even say no. That's not that's not possible. I just automatically, uh, uh, you know, agreed that that probably what what was happening because right. it's happening so often how that people are racial profile. And I think it's just bad that it's gotten to the point that my mind is preconditioned. To just readily accept that that could possibly happen today. Exactly. Right. And, then, and I think uh, it's, I think it's it.
3: a going. I think it's a going back in time because. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's how it was back then. You know, we knew that these things happened because people were black. Right. You know, but it's just now they're more smaller situations, if I could use that term. <laughs> they're not yeah. as real as they were back then. Uh-huh.
2: They're undercover.
1: Exactly. Undercover. And, Alicia, there was another situation. Of course, we all heard about this situation, but give us some recap about the the plane incident.
2: Yes. I want to pronounce this right. Andreas Lubitz, Mm
1: -hmm. and I
2: believe he was either 26 or 27 years old. Um, He was the co-pilot on the German wings flight where he deliberately locked the commanding pilot out of the cockpit. And wow. he changed the plane's course to crash into the French Alps. And you include himself, he killed 150 people. Hey. Man. Um, you know, the investigation is ongoing. But early reports say that he actually hid a possible mental illness um, mm. from his employers because they mm. found several doctor's notes in his home. Yes. Now, see, my issue with this whole story is this. I understand... Now we're saying allegedly um, he had a mental illness.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Obviously, that probably played a part in what he did.
1: Exactly. Um,
2: you look at different reports and they're saying, well, you know, it was nothing about him. What we thought, you know, he was mentally ill. He just seemed normal. And other people will give you the other sign. But, you know, I, I have a problem when we're talking about do we need to possibly um, – have this examination. I think what was coming on the Today Show, they were saying maybe, you know, annually pilots should have a mental health examination so we can Mm -hmm. prevent issues like this from reoccurring. I understand that type of job, just like they mentioned there were doctors who, Mm -hmm. you know, they have extreme drug abuse. And because of their profession, it's easy for them to get drugs. And they're operating on these patients. I think the Today Show gave an example. This doctor was taking over 100 Vicodin a day. Wow. And he was getting prescriptions from all of his doctor's friends. Yes, he was working. And what happens is this guy comes to him with a back problem, supposed to be a simple operation, and he winds up taking out some of his spinal cord. So now this guy is partially uh, paralyzed. But... I understand that. I understand the gravity of that. However, just because a person has a mental illness, depending on the nature of their job and and, and what the severity of their illness is, that doesn't mean that you're able to just say, oh, you can't work this job because you're taking antidepressants or Mm -hmm. we hear you have this condition. We don't think you should work here anymore. We're going to check you. You know, we can't act like, There's no stigma in society about mental illness. Mm -hmm. And I think if we have some uh, regular legislation towards that, um, you know, we're going to get a lot of people that now, oh, I'm definitely not seeking the help I think I need or might need or check this Mm -hmm. out because Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose my job.
3: My career is over.
2: We see that in the military.
3: But Alicia, wouldn't you say that there should be some sort of ongoing, um, being that uh, (laughs) mental illness? Mental illness is so prevalent now And you're saying that a lot of cases You know that people have been Good one day and come in and Kill the whole building Well, Don't don't you think that There should be some sort of stipulation Saying maybe we should have Mental (sighs) illness checks every Year or every six months Or every week
2: How did I know you were going to ask me that (laughs) (laughs) I do believe Well, I believe in America as a whole, we need a mental health reform. I I believe um, it was something on the news this week that said out of our health care dollars, only 6% is devoted for mental illness.
3: Mm.
2: But I just don't know how you would do that. I mean, it's the whole situation we had about gun control. Oh, if you have a mental illness, you shouldn't be able to buy a gun. That's true. Maybe certain
3: cases you shouldn't. Oh, okay. I guess it depends on what mental illness you have. But I do believe that certain jobs, you know, especially like a pilot or as you said with the doctors, these are people that Mm. have other people's lives in their hands. You know, I think they should be mentally evaluated yearly, just like with their evals. You know, that should maybe maybe be a part of their evals.
0: Oh, Jesus! (laughs)
3: Yeah. You don't want to go and knowing your doctor crazy, do you? Well, crazy. You know, here's
2: my thing. You you know how sometimes you work with people, and you know uh-huh. they're crazy.
3: Uh-huh. I, uh-huh. I don't want to
2: talk about that on your eval. Because then you get mad, <laughs> the eval rank low, then you going to shoot up me and shoot the office. I ain't got nothing to do with this. And you know, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right.
1: Well, you know what? We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. I have another question for you guys. Uh, Uh Nate, go ahead and take us a break. Okay, we're
3: going to take a quick break. Um, You're listening to Let's Face It on the Survivor Radio. We'll be right back.
1: Want to take your business to the next level? Ultimate Business Solutions provides
2: the support you need to increase your customer base and sell more products and services online.
0: Specializing in graphic arts, web development, and internet marketing, Ultimate Business Solutions creates the face of your business. If you're looking for a custom logo, dynamic website, or popping marketing material, call Ultimate Business Solutions today
2: at 404-704-2197 or visit www.ultimatebiz.com.
0: Solutions.com Ultimate Business Solutions. Let us create your... Are you looking for a reputable company that offers human resource consulting services,
3: workshops, and speakers for individuals and organizations? Give Miss PDW Enterprises a try. PDW Topics cover building your personal brand, job seeker preparation, and business planning workshops. Visit their website at www.misspdwenterprises.com or give them a call at 678 360 4112. Miss PDW Enterprises LLC, where engagement is key. Be sure to let them know SRN sent you. The Peters Brew, the smell is. It actually is amazing. Um, where did you come with the idea to make Jamaican gourmet coffee? Well, you know, um, it's probably one of the largest commodity in the world. Mm. Coffee. And, um, you know, we drink a lot of it.
1: And none of it is represented by us. You know a black coffee right. company? No, nah, I don't. Okay, here you go. Peter Thomas Ooh, is rolling is. out. Peter's Brew. Jamaica rum flavor off the chain. That's all I can say.
3: I'm just going to let him know right you now. You get it. Petersbrew.com. Petersbrew.com. He not getting to
1: coffee back. This one's <laughs> That's what's up. That's
3: what's up. <laughs> up.
1: You drink coffee? Yeah, I drink coffee. It's off. crazy. I promise you. You're going to be like it's crack. You're going to be coffee. Oh, I want
3: to be crack. Let's crack to have? This it. next week. It's your boy, Blogzilla. We out. Don't
1: judge. Us. Don't judge. I'm Peter Thomas and this is...
2: I'm Cynthia Bailey and you guys are watching Global,
1: Global Grind, Grind TV. TV.
0: Hey America, we are your pets, and this song's dedicated to those people who don't have health insurance yet. Enroll, we say we want you to be okay. Enroll, we say, Take care, of people for goodness sake. There's a plan for every budget, so don't accept defeat. Now you can get covered and still.
3: Buy me
1: treats Enroll!
0: So listen to me A
2: talking pug, you see If you get health insurance Preventive care is now
0: free So sweet You take care of your pets Now it's their turn to take care of you Visit GetCoveredAmerica.org To learn about your health insurance options That's GetCoveredAmerica.org And take care, people! Brought to you by Get Covered America and the Ad Council It's 6.42 p.m. Time for Steve Plato and his son Dylan to do the dishes. They talk about everything from the
3: yuckiness of girls to the awesomeness of his soccer team. Sometimes they don't talk at all. Then, (laughs) hey, the dreaded splash fight. It's dad o'clock, and it's the best time of the day because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov.
0: Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
1: Women now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. Harvard Medical School has now opened its doors to new female applicants. The first woman is now in space.
0: The majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. Planning for the ultimate vacation? Do you want the perfect wedding and honeymoon packages? How about a relaxing cruise or group travel destination? You need Phoenix One Travel. Phoenix One Travel is one of the leading providers of travel services and travel education in the world. Give us a call at 678-358-8588 or visit our website at www. PhoenixOneTravel.paycation.com. Let's plan your dream getaway today.
1: commercial we were talking about um, the plane crash and we were talking about mental illness, the negative stigma Excuse me, as it is in the United States pretty much around the country not just yes. the United States um, sure. and, I, and before we left I wanted to pose the question um, I know Alicia you were saying that I think there was a doctor who um, you were saying was, was taking like a whole bunch of and pills a
2: hundred pills
1: a day. a day and all of
2: his doctor <laughs> friends actually wrote him prescriptions Wow, they're a great yeah. So everybody knows you're high, and we're going to write you prescriptions to keep you high while you do your yeah. surgery. But no, he was a no. well-known, well well-known doctor, supposed to be heralded for his expertise and his work,
0: and that's yes. why this
2: gentleman with the back problem went with him in agonizing pain, wanted to get better, and now he has problems walking.
1: So my question is: Do you think that because I know with this story? Um, I think for that airline, and I think there was another airline that you had reviewed, you said, Nate, was it American, I think? uh uh-huh. the, the company policy was that they required the pilot to report yes. to them um, their <laughs> mental, any type of mental treatment or mental issues that they had going on.
3: Um, in this that. case, I
1: believe, I believe Nate, you said that they found letters in the house, right, doctor's know. Exactly. Uh, one doctor knows uh-huh. that said that they, they didn't advise him to work or something? Exactly.
3: Exactly. And he had a doctor's right. note from that day, mm-hmm. from the and day that, that it up. happened. Yeah, right. that he tore up. hmm
1: So my question is: Do you think there there needs to be more federal legislation that requires certain positions, especially those jobs where there are a lot of they're, they're in charge of a lot of people, like the pilot and the doctor, yes. perhaps even teachers? Do you think there should be some type of a federal mandate that requires them <laughs> to be tested so often and that it is Every? recorded? Oh, Lord. Pre- Did you say preachers? Preachers. Uh, they got your oh, lives God. in their hands. They- you know what? You're right. I think this crazy. They crazy. No, too. I'm like uh, you,
3: Will.
2: He needs to go back to church. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: he missed day and feel now like, what happens.
3: <laughs> but I do think there should be some sort of regulation that regulates these type of people because of yeah. just that. They have people lives in their hands. If you want to take your life, that's that's one thing. But to take your life and 150 other people, you know, even though I guess they're tired.
2: Here's the issue. I mean, I totally agree with you. But, like, okay, the list of people you put, teachers, doctors, pilots, okay, we we can get a few other people that readily just come to your mind.
1: Uh Where does it
2: stop? Because technically we could say almost anyone
3: works with people.
2: You know, bus drivers. I guess you
3: right, but still.
2: And Big Brother, doesn't like, Big Brother watch enough? Do we need him on another layer watching us again?
3: Yeah. So what's the
2: solution? But I don't know. <laughs> I mean, think about it, because let's say you're dealing with, let's say something happened. I'm just going to give this example. A parent dies, or a spouse dies, or a child dies. Of course, everyone can understand this is a traumatic situation for you 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 you're going to therapy i just need some help to process this to deal with this and be able to function in everyday society mm-hmm. the doctor says you can need to continue with therapy and we're going to give you an antidepressant now in that situation i am dealing with the emotional trauma i am taking medication to help me deal with that i may be able to come to let's say i'm a teacher I may be able to come to school every single day and teach your child and have no issues with that. Matter of fact, doing my job may actually help me as I'm going through this. But depending on what parameters you set and what laws you write, if we were going to you know, make something part of legislation, you may say that person needs to be suspended or that person needs to lose their job or that person needs to take unpaid time off of work. And now you have that same stigma that's going on in society, and people can shun you. It can affect your ability to be hired. You could be discriminated against just because you experience a trauma that you're seeking treatment for. Okay,
3: mm-hmm. that was a good one. that was a good devil's advocate. Uh oh,
2: I know he's got something.
3: That was a good one. But well, I'm talking about the one that got the note that said you do not need to go to
1: work. And slide
2: 5,000.
1: And slide five my yes. Or I think the, I you got 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 to of know, another
2: the That's the extreme. Mm.
3: Okay. So, <laughs> do you think the doctor taking the medicine is an extreme?
2: Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely.
3: I don't. I think doctors do that all the oh. time. It's just like pilots. Oh, Lord. think about when they had to make the pilots get a certain number of sleep before they can provide a plane A plane, yeah. because pilots were going up in the air, sleep tired and on medication.
2: Okay, well then on that same question, is it the issue with the pilot or is it the issue with the company where you don't care?
3: Because you knew these people were going but the all the hours said with they, little they, no rest. But the company said the only way that they can be aware of it is you have to volunteer this information. Because that, like Will was saying, should there be a law? Because there is no law, so they have to wait for you to say.
1: I'm Uh, crazy. Well, that's exactly. Making you know, uh, in situations like that, sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right.
2: But in situations like that, I mean, especially a pilot. You know, like we said, there's certain professions. If you have a doctor that says you don't need to show up to work today and we know that every day you are flying thousands of people whose life are at risk, yeah, there needs to be some system where that doctor.
3: Exactly. Exactly. I was going to say you the know, same thing.
2: Because then you, you have, know, like, even though though they have confidentiality. That confidentiality.
3: But Wouldn't that, that, I would feel like that would be a protection of that confidentiality if you said, you know you're a pilot, You shouldn't fly. Well, let me call your Mm -hmm. job and let them know I said you're crazy, but I shouldn't fly. (laughs) Just like when you're a priest, if you come and tell a priest, I Mm. murdered somebody, he have the right to go back and tell the police you murdered somebody.
2: Now, that's true.
3: If you go to a psychiatrist and tell them you killed three babies, they can't sit there and say, well, because of confidentiality. they going go to go and turn means. you I in. Can't.
2: That is true. But <laughs> so I think I feel, before,
3: mm, I, don't so know I think names. that would I think that is one way to regulate it, Will, to have the doctors regulate it. You know, if they tell you that you're incompetent and you in a in a position that you have other people's lives in your hand, then right. I believe that, yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> let me ask you this. Does that mean that people are just going to start lying? About what their profession is.
1: Not if
3: the profession paying for the insurance.
2: Yeah, but there's ways I can go with certain doctors. You might not know what I really do. I can just lie and tell you I do this.
1: Well, I guess you're right.
2: It's always going to be a caveat where somebody <coughs> can figure out a way to lie, or there's going to be a shady doctor, especially the the you know higher the percent the. Profession, the more money you make, where I can pay you off to save this and I'll slide under the radar, but hopefully, you know, that's not your standard. So it's really going to take a lot to build the right law that can really yeah. achieve what you're looking for versus just discriminating and, and further, you know, we have such a terrible stigma of mental health in society. And we mm-hmm. don't see it like a preventative medicine. You know, you don't have to wait till you have a serious impairment. Of course, if you have one, yeah, you have PTSD or you have a bipolar, you're manic depressive, we want to see you. But at the and same so time, funny. you know, maybe I just it's, have an emotional issue or a bad breakup. We want to see you too before it gets that bad.
3: And do you know, like with PTSD and those types, certain hospitals just recognize those as real illnesses? Yes. And they're still not affected.
2: treatment. So it's just a mess. It's really a mess. But 150,000 people dead from the actions of one person is just horrifying. Children, babies, I I mean, it's just just terrible.
1: Hmm. Yep. Well, there's another story in the news that um, I was surprised. Well, I really was not that surprised when Alicia brought it to my attention about the young lady um, who was thrown into a psych ward. Okay, maybe you're not about?
2: surprised, but that's one of those stories I had to continuously read. I still have to continuously read it because I don't understand
3: how that happened. I, happens. I don't
2: understand the how they
3: went from point A to point five. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Talk I mean, I know some people every day you should lock up, but you never catch <laughs> those people. But innocent people like this, while we're talking about the race card. There was an African-American businesswoman from Long Island that was drugged and locked in a hospital psych ward for eight days because first police and then doctors could not believe that her high-powered career was for real. Uh, What it was, she is the – it actually began last September, so I'm not sure why we're just getting the news story now. Um, She's the 32-year-old former Citigroup banker. Um, she drove her BMW through Harlem, the um police department you know, police officers pulled her over, they accused her of being high on marijuana and then they impounded her car. Interestingly enough, there was no weed found in her car. Mm-hmm. So the next day when she goes to pick up the car, you know, the officers confronted her about her treatment. She was then forcibly sedated, cuffed, they sent her to Harlem Hospital. And then when she arrived they locked her up in the sideboard, ward, and said she was an emotionally disturbed person. Yeah, and she's trying to explain to him about you know the doctors about her job. Um, and actually, President Obama follows her on Twitter.
3: Yeah, she But made the more drop. she
2: kept, <laughs> see, that you know what? Maybe that's where she went wrong. Okay, you. maybe you shouldn't have said nothing about President Obama on Twitter, and then they will let you go. But they yeah. didn't. The more she talked, the more they said she was disillusional, she was bipolar, they sedated her, and then they kept her in treatment for a whole additional week.
0: Uh,
3: Yeah.
2: So this is what I mean about Big Brother.
3: (laughs) Exactly. But then my other thing that kind of make me feel crazy is why, when we get pulled over, the first thing we got to have is
1: weed?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Where do crack no more? Where
2: <laughs> they do rack. math or they do shop yeah, crack is whack They do something else. Ain't nobody Crackers doing the while we
3: wall. always got to have weed on us.
2: <laughs>
3: well now y'all legalizing um, it, so there you go. <laughs> but then when you look at the woman, she don't even look like a suspect that you would pull over and then feel like she wasn't a career woman. Well see, way look hold
2: on. Hold on. You say she don't look like a suspect, but okay, we're gonna do the whole race car thing. The woman got <laughs> dreadlocks. And, you know, there's some people that believe if you have dreadlocks, you can't be a professional. So depending on how you make your profile. like
1: you're going somewhere with that.
2: Okay, you you don't want me a name drop. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Because I
2: remember I live a little bit too close to it. I'm not going to call no university names. But I Mm -hmm. remember there is a historical black university Mm -hmm. just a few minutes Mm -hmm. from my house where they kicked someone out of the NBA program because the young man had dreadlocks. And they actually made it a law, it was back in 2001, and it's still in effect, that no male could be part of the NBA program at that university with dreadlocks. So, wow. you know, and this was by, a again, a historical black college. The dean over that department is African American. Of so, course. you know, <laughs> Nate, I'm not going to go there with you. Um, <laughs> so, you know, there are some people that feel like, oh, you got dreadlocks,
3: you're in Harlem, you're right, in a BMW. Perfect.
2: I'm surprised they didn't just say that maybe she stole the car.
3: Well, they that impounded it. That still happens.
1: They, they impounded,
2: still impounded it. Yeah, they impounded they the impound car. They impounded it, but they didn't accuse her of stealing the car. They just accused her of being crazy and locked her up.
3: Mm. And then how oh, yeah. did you go and say, President Obama, follow me on
2: Twitter. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how people do. I'm trying to tell you who I am. So you know who I am. And you, you doing this. President Obama, follow me on Twitter. You know, wasn't it? Kanye that had some song talking about, he no, that was Jay-Z. He got a uh, mama on text. So, you know, people want to name drop, and I know, exactly. and you can't do. I'll put you on Twitter. I'll tweet. I'll put you on my social media pages. You might, but you're going to be locked up for eight days first. <laughs> <laughs>
3: With a shot. Don't forget you're not going to get that shot. But she got a shot.
2: <laughs> see, see, you ain't right.
1: You ain't right. And then, this Nate, terrible. also, he was telling me about this. Situation with the teacher. Did you hear about the teacher that um, left one day, um, Mr. So and so, and came back the next day, missed somebody? Did you hear about Ooh, that? Jesus.
3: The yeah, teacher, tell us about that. <laughs> tell us about that story, Nate. Well, there was a teacher, she was a science teacher, and get this, she is highly qualified for the job. Um, okay. And she went one weekend, she was, I can't remember her name, but I'll have it before we finish the conversation. And she came back, uh, but announced to everybody as a woman. But she said that she has the she was diagnosed. I'm not sure how she was diagnosed with that she was a female. Mm. Well, so then she mean, went. She
2: came back the next. She was a, she presented herself as a male first, and then came back as a woman.
3: As a woman, she came. Oh, it was okay. doing It was over the weekend. Oh. So she had the
1: surgery or was she just cross-dressing? She's just cross-dressing now. Okay, huh? okay. But
3: okay. She, she's been diagnosed to be a woman, that she's a man trapped in a she's woman's She's gone body. through,
1: yes, yeah, she's gone through the pre-counseling and all of that. Exactly. So the, I think the next stage, if I'm not mistaken, I think the next stage is she starts, she has to live her life, I think, for a, a year before mm-hmm. they will actually have. Okay. And now I think she gets the type of documentation to, like, use the lady's bathroom and all this stuff. I think that's a part of the, the pre-evaluation. The documentation? Too. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that, that she can start living her life as the one illegally, legally, um, as far as dressing and, you know, using the bathroom and all that stuff. <clears throat> However, my question
3: to you guys would do you feel she should have said something prior to the weekend? Oh, Lord Jesus.
2: <laughs> help me, Lord. Please help I me. Think because so. she and I think so.
1: And I only think so because of the position that she had. If exactly. she was anything else, um, just because I don't even know what grade students were she, that she was in. but um, It was high school. I'm high school. Ooh, she was. Yes. <laughs> up. But um, <laughs> I think because kids are impressionable, and a lot of them don't even know what stance they have on certain things, to not be put in a situation that is really thrust upon you. You don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And usually you're going to react probably irrationally to the, to the exactly. at that age. So it would be nice to if they, if was going to have done that, to speak to whoever's in charge at the school, the mm-hmm. school board, just so there can be some type of a, for lack of a better word, warm-up to the students and to the family so they know what to expect so it's not like a big bam because, you know, you're going to have those ignorant – Immature students who are going to run down the hall, calling names and all that kind of stuff, and exactly. create um, commotion. So I think it probably could have been handled differently. And she did owe it to them because of the fact that she was a teacher. Had she had been, you know, a cashier or a hairstylist or anything like that, she didn't. She didn't owe them anything. But because she was a teacher, <laughs> and, and I, she would owe
3: me. Younger, if my <laughs> father came thank back, thank you. And he was a woman. He got. I got uh, some. Experience. I got some explaining I need to do. Okay, so before, y'all know I got a yes and no answer. Before I get my hat cut.
2: Thank you. <laughs> um. See, I agree with you, and then I totally disagree with you, Will. Okay. Um. Sorry, I don't think it has anything to do with what your job is. Um. And you know, I'm sensitive to the issue. I'm mm. not. Doing any disclosure or any prejudgment Saying well you know you can't do this And you need to pick one It's not that But just like we walk into a job You present yourself This way I think you know I know at least for Virginia At DMV mm-hmm. Unless you have had your sexual reassignment surgery And you get that Birth certificate change Where it changes mm-hmm. your gender You are not going to get a driver's license Care how you come in I don't care what hormones you are. You are not going to get your driver's license changed to show a gender that's anything except for what is on your birth certificate. Mm -hmm. Um, We can argue whether that's right or wrong, but there's a reason for that. And I don't think, I think it's deceptive to come in and I'm saying, okay, I'm applying today as a female. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to just show up to work on my first day of work, hey, I'm a man.
3: Well, okay, I don't
2: so I see why you
3: would do that. So I figured out something. Uh-oh. So what happened was she was gradually um doing the transition privately and okay. she planned to go public that the next that summer before the next school semester. But what happened while she was out as a woman with her boyfriend at the movies Some students saw her and took pictures of her. Oh.
2: Wait a a minute. Was she with her boyfriend as.
3: No, she was with her boyfriend as as a woman. Peter or Jamie. Okay. (laughs) She was with. Her name is Amanda.
1: Okay, I mean. And her
3: name before was Michael. Michael? Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Very pretty. uh, Very
1: handsome name.
3: Yes. So she went out. You know what? She went back to when she went go out. She go out as Amanda. So when the students recognized Michael
0: oh.
3: in that dress, <laughs> they ran back and tone. So that made the Amanda come out and be Amanda before mm. she wanted to come out. So some of the parents. Was saying that they didn't have a problem With it but they felt she should have Told she should have told Before she got caught Yes Mm. But I guess she wanted to fully Finish developing but my only Thing is I don't understand how she Feels it says that she was Genetically female
2: Mm. You know what though you know how you have People Do they call them a hermaphrodite where they're more With both sexual parts So maybe she was born, or maybe anatomically she had more of one than the other. Uh, I don't know.
3: I don't know
2: either. (laughs) Apparently the the employer didn't know either. (laughs) But I just, I don't, you know, and that's a sensitive topic too in today's society.
3: It is. Because actually we was having dinner, brunch earlier, and we learned that a friend of ours um. Who is transgender um, and a well-known transgender woman went to the hospital and was put in a private room because uh, I don't know why they put her in a private room. But once the doctors found out that she was male, they put her in the on the men's ward.
2: Now that see stuff like that, looking that's like wrong. that, and she had her in a, a
3: private room. room. She is a beautiful woman, but when they found out that she was, and I don't understand if I, that, if I thought that, I mean, you know how it is when, like they say when you go to jail and they, like when you see them on TV, they'll put them in private cells yes. so they're not in general population to get hurt or anything. Yeah. I could see if it was the opposite way around where they put her in a private room
0: exactly. so
3: she wouldn't get hurt, but to go from a private room, to put her on the on the men's side, it's basically saying that they're making a statement.
2: Yeah, you're being malicious.
3: Exactly. There's no way
2: around that. Oh my
3: goodness.
2: But at the same time, I mean it, it it's different if, if I'm hired, let's say it's Michael, and throughout the process of my employment I decide I wanna be Jane and I'm going through that transition you know that's always going to be a risk. There is a possibility, despite the laws we have, that there's a way they're going to find to legally terminate you and just call it something else. Exactly. But you know, one weekend I know you is this, and you come back Monday is this. That's a little bit touchy, especially when we mm-hmm. look at. I guess in that case, yeah, profession does play a difference. Mm-hmm. But I well, uh, happened yeah, that's
3: to the days when Michael became Michelle. <laughs>
2: Oh, wait. Amanda.
3: Adam became she like Amanda.
1: Oh, father. Amanda is sexy. Oh, father.
3: Uh, y'all are
1: crazy. Okay, I, 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 I have my next question. I have my next question. And this, i I really been, when I saw this come on TV, it was in the salon. And a lot of people were applauding her. And it instantly, I went back to a couple of weeks ago, um, Alicia, when we had the show and we were discussing, the table talk was about, the emails coming out um, for Hillary, and I told you that I felt like, remember I said I felt like this was going to be a part of a larger conspiracy keeping her from getting the nomination for presidency from the Democratic Party. So I knew something else was coming out. Lo and behold, this heifer come out. Oh, wait a minute. Monica Lewinsky. Heifer. Monica oh. Lewinsky comes out. She wants to give a TED Talk. Now she wants to use her mouth to talk and give TED Talk <laughs> about – how she was um, made to be ashamed and all this stuff. The timing could not have been any more perfect. Just a few weeks after the emails, that's dying down a little bit. Now she's coming in talking about how her her life was ruined behind the Clinton Mm -hmm. administration and um, what happened between her and Bill Clinton. I just think, I think it's a conspiracy. I think they're going to do everything. This is not the last time. If this doesn't work, People are already saying that they're doing polls, and a lot of people are saying that they are already, like, turned against her as far as um, what they once believed she, she could do. And now they're talking about um, things that she did when she was um, Secretary of State. That's what she was, right, Secretary of State, yeah. Yes. Um, but before this, I mean, I still believe if she does get the nomination, I'm definitely voting for her. I'll say that now. But they're going to do everything they can. That Ted Cruz, he can hang it up. He'll never get it. But oh, um, they're going to try to come up with another. Ain't they talking? They're going to come up with another person in another situation to try to defame Hillary Clinton. I know that this is a time attack because this helper has not talked in much. She looks good. Now, granted, her makeup, her eyebrows are all yep. sleek.
3: You know what? And her hair hey. is right.
1: But everything that come out of her mouth, I don't believe it. I just credit her. I do. Bowie. I believe everything she says. I believe
3: every word right. out of the mouth. Of Monica Lewinsky, oh, but follow-up. you know what I believe?
1: Controversy right.
3: sells. Controversy yes.
1: creates. Numbers.
3: Yes, it does. I don't care what. I don't care if somebody say I ain't voting for Hillary. Half of the time, when people go to the poll, they only know the popular person, so they're gonna choose the name anyway.
2: You better they tell it.
3: at the ballot and saw who was going. You know they just, don't get me on voting because you know I get passionate about voting. But I think that what it does, it creates a buzz for Hillary Clinton. You think they're working her favor? I think it's going to work in her favor. I believe it's going to work in her favor. And why not Kate Monica get a few dollars out of the bill?
1: You know what?
3: They're prostituting (laughs) her again. She getting paid
1: this time, though. She she getting paid. Oh, she
3: she got paid. She got paid this.
1: Oh, you know what? He uh, was the president of the free world. You, what you, is that dress?
0: <laughs>
2: See,
3: mm. oh. she got that
1: in a truck.
2: No.
3: <laughs> that's it, that's Miss
2: Sonia. <laughs> I can't with y'all. I just can't with y'all. What do you I'm think? I'm just uh, going to point out some very special points about this. Number mm-hmm. one, we're going to forgive Will because it's obvious. That Will is pro-Hillary. That's okay. <laughs> I hate on you because you're pro-Hillary. I'm just saying, though, let's keep in mind, whether you are a politician or whether you are just an everyday regular person, that we're supposed to be living our lives in a way where if somebody put the spotlight on us.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We have nothing to be ashamed of. Now, of course, most of us, there'd be something you'd be embarrassed by. But you know what? Yeah, when you're in certain type it. of mm-hmm. positions... They always gonna look for something. Just make sure when they're looking, they don't have anything to find. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, Uh-oh. let me, there's no diplomatic way for me to say this, so I'm gonna say it. A hoe is always gonna be a hoe. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, a woman uh, a, a that garden has no hoe. substance? A yard hoe. Yeah, you are. I'm familiar. I'm
2: familiar. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not messing with y'all. A woman uh-huh. that has no substance. It's always going to be a woman that has no substance.
1: So, Mm -hmm. you know, Monica,
2: you got your 15 minutes of fame because of who you were with. And that's the only thing, you know, that's the part that saddens me about this. You still want to keep dragging that past Mm -hmm. back because that's the only thing that makes you known. Instead Mm -hmm. of trying to reinvent yourself and have fame legitimately. But if you want to keep going back to the ugly part of your life to get two seconds of fame or maybe they are paying you for something against Hillary, you do that. But at the end of the day, you know, Hillary made her millions, Bill made his millions, and you're the only one looking like a fool.
0: So, Mm, yeah,
2: those are the points of the evening. Just make sure
3: whatever (laughs) you do, private
2: or publicly, just do it in a way that the spotlight's on you, they don't have nothing to uh, find.
3: Exactly.
1: And, but you know, again, for a men that wants
2: to cheat on your wife, cheat on your um, significant other, cheat on your whoever, what you do with your body, your business, that's your business, but you can't turn, what they say, a hoe into a housewife?
1: You're right. Well,
3: uh-huh. well, sometimes you can, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> wait a wait. minute. <laughs> I'm
2: done. Let me just drop the mic. I'm done. Sometimes you can. Okay. <laughs> Now, I need to hear about that one. (laughs) Need to hear about that one. But you know what? mm -hmm. We do have bills to pay. So we're going to take a quick commercial and we'll be right back to Let's Face Uh It.
1: Thank you for tuning in to The Hottest Station Out, the Survival Radio Network. This award-winning network has over 900,000.
3: College is important, but it can also be expensive. College
0: Planning Services is a group of educators, administrators, counselors, and other licensed professionals that work together to provide the necessary services, networks, and information to reach students that are serious about getting a college education. College Planning Services partners with financial
3: institutions, corporate sponsors, and other major players in the global market to strategize in building a pool of information regarding financial aid, scholarships, and funding information to assist students in preparing to access the essential resources to build upon their path to an educational future learn more at collegeplanningtoday.com and let us help you start your college career looking for a cafe with a home-like appeal where all who enter feel like they are part of something visit my coffee shop located in east lake atlanta georgia mcs has a full breakfast and lunch menu offering both hot and cold options and is home of the amazing basil lemonade. But don't forget their assortment of freshly brewed coffees. Come on by at 2462 Memorial Drive, Atlanta, Georgia, 30317. We're pretty sure my coffee shop at East Lake will become your coffee shop, too. When you're ready to lose weight, why count, track, and worry over every meal? Jenny Craig makes it simple. Just walk into a neighborhood Jenny Craig Center or give us a call. You'll meet your dedicated
0: personal consultant who helps you reach your goals. Together, you'll pick out delicious Jenny Craig foods that you'll love and design a menu that fits your life. And the best part is that you can get started
3: losing weight right away. Don't wait any longer to take advantage of our best offer ever. Call 1-800-JENNY-20 or visit JennyCraig.com. Members following our program on average lose one to two pounds per week. Offer ends on three twenty nine fifteen. Restrictions apply.
1: Welcome back to the show. We're in the studio with guest co-host Nate Whitfield, who is uh, and Miss Alicia Brown. Um, we have been talking about um basically everything that we've been we've been seeing on the news and in the newspaper, yeah. um, on the internet, a lot of things. Um, uh, we're coming down to the last question that um I saved this for the end. All right, she was jamming. <laughs> um, we I saved this. the very end because I knew it was going to push some buttons. Um, We actually touched on this question um, back in our show when we did um, Cheating. Um, I think it was in January. But um, we all know about the Kardashian family. We know that the patriarch, um, Bruce Jenner, who's transitioning into a woman, allegedly, but he is. Um, Kim Kardashian basically released that um, due to the the strained relationship between his ex-wife, Chris, and now his girl's seems like they're taking sides or whatever. Anyway, I guess his relationship is pretty much on the rocks between the girls. So he feels a little bit disconnected. But what he did was he opened up a secret Instagram account to basically spy and keep tab on his family and mainly his girls. So my question to you is do you feel it's right for a parent or maybe even a significant other to spy or snoop um on their their family or partner significant other even if they you know they feel like this was in pretty much you know you just want to know what was going on because evidently they're not opening but other people do it for other reasons do you feel that it's you know a good idea to do that and then would you go to such such extremes
2: why well, i had a question before we even answer all of that how did they yeah. find out that he had a fake instagram account how did they link it back to him
1: kim found out i don't know if kim perhaps talked to him um it doesn't even say that that's a good question um but she just said this is what she said my my stepdad bruce jenner has a secret account and he was she was quoted to saying to hollywood reporter about bruce he oh he told me that he set it up so he can see what my sisters are doing Uh, he told her uh, that uh, uh. he told her that
2: well lisa answered um My question earlier with Nate Now I understand that whole into a housewife thing Okay, gotcha Um, We said Kardashian God bless her But now I I get that statement Um, You know Again, you're being a parent You know, we like to believe Your children deserve some privacy Mm Da-da-da-da-da But but your job as a parent Is to be aware of everything Not everything, but what's going on around them And what they're involved Mm -hmm. in um, mm-hmm. Of course, you have the wisdom. Uh, there's things they don't realize about life and that they mm-hmm. think it's okay. Your job is to protect them. So I, you know, some people say it's an invasion of privacy. You, you're doing what you have to do to be aware of what your children are involved in.
1: Yeah, sure. Okay. What do you think, Nate? I can't hear you. I'm sorry about that. I
3: had a on my phone and I was just a-talking. <laughs> <laughs> I had. I feel like this. If I bought the phone you use an Instagram on, yes. if I bought the computer that you Facebooking on, then it's my right
1: to look Wait through it because it's mine. It's mine. You sharing something I'm looking, that belongs to me. I'm looking at. I'm looking at this computer that you bought me. I'm looking at this well, phone see, that's in your name. Wait a minute. I don't. Now, for my spouse, I should
3: trust you to you do exactly God what you're gonna do.
1: Exactly So I, like
3: I don't husband. want to do your stuff I like because husband. let me tell you, because you may, you know, I, I don't want to get into the spouse thing because y'all already did the show on cheating.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, are talking
3: Should have been We're now. not going to go uh-huh. back. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I tried to call into the show, but nobody would answer the call. But that's Amen. Right. <laughs> so, but we So I was just talking about kids. You uh-huh. have to keep up on these kids because, you know, they sneaky. Oh, mm-hmm. kids sneaky. You remember some of the sneaky stuff you did, Alicia?
1: Yeah, you ain't been saying all child. your
3: life. <laughs> was a good
0: child.
3: Yeah, I bet your mama tell a different story. hmm. You, you can't mm-hmm.
2: listen to parents all the time. They forget. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: How do you feel about I- it, Will?
1: I okay, feel go. that for kids, and I'm just going to say kids because I've already stressed my thing about the relationship. <laughs> oh, but Lord. for kids, I feel that, it's, like you said, if you pay for it. My brother is a perfect example. Nate, we've both witnessed him telling his son, you know, give me your phone. Exactly. And his yeah. son, you know, well, he's like, you can either give me your phone willingly or, oh. you know. I, I, so I feel for for your, you know, if it's your child, especially a child that you're responsible for, because if anything happens, if they're under the age, they're gonna come back to get you anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Here, and the first thing they're gonna say, the parents should have known. Blah 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 blah. So that mm-hmm. is your job to always know, at least do your best to always know. But you know, we're smart anyway, so even younger, we knew how to get out of situations. But you exactly. should, should mm-hmm. at least say they should at least have in the back of their mom, my mom not stupid. So if I'm going to do this, I'm going to really have to make sure everything is on point. But I I don't, I don't blame them, especially if they're at a place where they're not communicating.
0: Yeah. However,
3: if Bruce had to go through the to the channels of setting up a fake password, that lets you know right there what type of control he got as a father. He had as a mother father. (laughs) You know what? what, Hey, I play into both of the roles he want to be. Yeah. (laughs)
2: you right. so,
3: right. As a
0: mother-father, she's <laughs> oh, okay. lost control of the house. Yeah,
2: but okay. you know what? We did post on our uh, Facebook page, Steve Jobs' um, article, where he said that his children don't have iPads. They don't have any they of the technology. No. And you think about such a big face of Apple. And all the ingenious products he built, and his mm-hmm. own children had no access to any of any of oh, wow. them. So maybe that's the message
3: we need to think that's about.
1: That's a strong. That's a
3: strong. That thing. is. Yeah. And mm-hmm. plus, it takes the creativity out of life if you, all you got is a cell phone and an Apple Pad and all of that kind of stuff. See, I don't have none of that stuff. I
1: okay. still stop
3: at the payphone and um, call my friends. I don't have no computer. I don't no know how no to no open pay. up that stuff. I write letters. <laughs> That's my email.
2: Nate, they don't you even know? have pay phones anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there are none. None. <laughs> and if there were, they would be so expensive, you might as well buy a cell phone. Exactly. <laughs> Writing letters. Lord wow. have mercy. Well, at least back then people could spell, so that might be a better way for us to communicate. <laughs>
3: exactly. Because yeah. now you got all these shorthand stuff. You know, and then I even found myself writing to my college professors in shorthand. And then I got to go back like, what is the, They're going to look at me like I'm crazy. I'm already
2: 100 years old
3: in school. Yeah.
2: Y- you yeah. know what? You know what? I, I can't with yeah. him no more.
3: <laughs> Nate,
2: we thank you for being yeah. our
3: special co-host thank for this Thank you episode. so much for allowing me.
2: Yes. I'm I back. think we need to have him every week. But, um, yeah.
3: No, no. <laughs> I got to go. I got to check I, I chased the checks.
2: Oh okay well then we'll have you back at some point <laughs> All right
1: <laughs> oh, um, yes. Thank you so much Thank you so much thank for coming um, on to the show um, And when we have another hot topic show We definitely want to have you on Have you on yes. To get some, yes. um, some good input So we thank you so much for coming on uh, Well that's it for the show Very good show I want to thank you too Alicia For always going Above and beyond Everything I mean You you, you do a wonderful job If anything ever happened to me I know that you are Well able
2: to Oh God carry the show.
1: <laughs> Let's face face it With Kira I mean With Alicia Brown And friends oh, You, did, you did <laughs> See <laughs> you did he kind of with me now He
2: tried to give away My job Look at that, <laughs> Look at that.
0: <laughs>
1: But Next week Please tune in What events will foreshadow the end of human history as we know it? Biblical prophecy scholar and author Dr. Joy Pugh believes that her research has uncovered the true identity of the Antichrist and the preceding events for it. Tune in next Sunday, April 5th, for our End of Time show. That's going to be next Sunday at 830 minutes right here. Also, um, please call in during that um, Table Topics hour. We'd love to hear how you... Respond to some of those questions. Make sure you call in between 830 and about 845, usually is when it takes place. But once Eastern again, you for tuning Time. in. Oh, yeah, Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much again. Um, we're your hosts. My name is Will Strayhorn. Nate Whitfield. And Alicia Brown. Yeah. So, remember, in life, you're going to be faced with many choices. But the most important choice that you will ever, ever, ever make is when you make the choice to be bold. Be beautiful. Make the choice to be you. Until next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Let's Face It with Will Drayhorn and friends on the Survival Radio Network. Please be sure to visit us on the web often at letsfaceitradio.com for the latest in show information, including upcoming shows, special guests, spotlight interviews as well as exciting innovative ways that you can be part of the show so tune in next week for real people real Real topics real talk let's face it if you create